Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 100 of The Standoff with Brandon Ritchie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, we're now going to be here live Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season, which is just getting underway. Welcome back, Richie. Um, it's been a long time, but how was your off-season? Off-season's been good, mate. Yeah, I've managed to get away late December, early January for a trip to Auckland when the weather was a bit, wasn't wasn't as harsh as it is at the moment. Um, yeah, just been kicking back and enjoying other off-season sports that are on. While, while the while the league isn't on, they're watching the Phoenix and the Breakers and whatnot. So, yeah, had a good time in New South. Yeah, I didn't really do anything, mate. Um, I watched American football. My uh, my New York Giants decided to actually be competitive for a little bit this year. So I had a reason to watch. Um, and that was about it. Um, didn't really go away anywhere, just the usual Christmas stuff, you know. Um, and just counting down the days till the footy season started because that's kind of my life. Um, but yeah, on that note, uh, we've had a hundred episodes. Um, I can honestly say that I thought Paul would have given us the boot, um, before this milestone, but yeah, it's, um, fantastic, um, to be back and, um, looking forward to this year and, um, see Simon and Jack over here. Um, cheers guys for, for joining us back. I know it's been a while. Um, this show is going to be a little bit loosey-goosey because we're still really getting back into the groove after what feels like forever since the World Cup. Um, but from now on for the season, we're going to be here on Wednesdays at um, 8 p.m. Um, here on, on Facebook. But you can also, you know, if you want, go to iHeartRadio or Spotify and look for us there. Just remember, search for New Zealand Sport Radio. So, yeah, tonight it's a little bit of a special. Um, we're going to cover the the stories of the, the off-season. Um, and YouTube, as as Paul's reminding me now. Um, and I see Mark Hammer is here too. Um, he's he's about to do a big interview with um, Andrew Webster in about half an hour. Um, so watch that when we're finished, guys. Don't don't leave us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll cover the top stories. We'll do a brief review of the trials and all star matches. Um, then we've got some questions that were sent through to us during the week. I asked for, 
and I'm sure there'll be some questions throughout the show. Um, Jacko's already talking about the preseason points, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Hey, we're um, top four, man. We're top four. Top four, exactly. Um, yeah, so we'll go through the questions we've got. We've got some there from some people from Facebook. Um, Ruin Hammer submitted quite a few as well. Um, and then we'll end the night just with a quick preview of our prediction show, which will be next week, um, which I'm sure Rich is looking forward to since he dominates that show every year. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, um, send us comments and questions throughout the show, um, and we may as well just jump straight into it, Richie. Let's. So um, the first one we just briefly talked about um, off here, but the NRL and the RLPA, the Rugby League Players Association, are still at loggerheads regarding a new deal, and the players have said they may go on strike if a resolution is not found. But in a sign of progress, the NRL and the RPA um, have agreed to terms on a um, CBA for the NRLW. Um, there's a whole stack of everything that's included in it, but I've got a breakdown here saying the key terms include policies relating to pregnancy and parental arrangements incorporating support for pregnant players and leave provisions alongside support for primary carers and parents of infants up to 24 months. I know there's a lot more. Um, that was like the big takeaway is that was one of the big concerns. Um, they've also increased the uh, minimum uh, a woman player can get from what it was before. Um, and they've also talked about in about two years' time, they're looking at adding more teams. So we we were kind of talking last year, Richie, that it was going to be there's this many this year. Next year, they'll add it through more. Year mm-hmm. after that. Um, but, yeah, so Jacko said, yeah, they're looking at um, the Warriors having a side again next year. That's still a possibility. Um, hopefully it is. They've kind of already been in there. So I think in terms of getting one in quickly, getting a team that's already been involved back, is the the best idea but um what's your take on all this talk you know about strikes and stuff richie it's yeah like you say there's a little bit of progress and nice to see um some policies uh, in place for the nrlw and and bits and pieces that that could occur in that competition so nice to see them get a bit more money too um but more money than i make maybe you reckon i could crack the nrlw i don't know I don't know. Um, Probably it's, not. It's a, really t- it's a really tough competition. <laughs> it is um, a really tough competition. Uh, but yeah, it's you were kind of saying before we came on. You don't think they'll they'll strike a bit of an empty, empty threat in your opinion? Personally, yeah, I think so. Um, I think, like, as I said before, we went on here last year. Um, that um, last week for the trials that the. Um, the players were going to tape over the NRL logo and delay kickoff times as like a soft start to their strike. And then before the first game, um, I was at the the first trial game, obviously the Warriors won, and I noticed there was no tape. And then I saw that the the players have decided not to do that. So I kind of think it's a, um, that kind of shows that maybe they aren't going to do it, but it is all about, as Jacko said, um, it's about the money. I know there are some important things in it. I, I don't want to seem that callous, but um, it does come down to a lot of the money. The um, look, I, 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 what, what, what I think has been kind of cool about this, though, is that it's not been about how much can the can the top player get paid, but it's been about making sure that the guys at the bottom get a yep. better minimum salary. That the women who have, let's be honest, very little le- leverage. Are being supported by the men to get some proper things in place. So, um, yeah. kudos to to the guys. It's not been me, 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 me. 
Um, especially yeah, while exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just been very kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add to it? Uh, just that uh, there's no chance in hell I'd be playing for the Broncos men's team, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I see Robbo says he loves my mullet. It's not actually a mullet. It just looks that way because of the, the headset. Um, I'd take it off to show you guys, but I, I don't want to delay our cast You're, by how majestic um, it looks. Your T-shirt looks nice. Brad, wouldn't you show that off? Uh, my Paleocena T-shirt, yes. It's a, a beautiful gift from Ruin Hammer. Um, but, yes, um, we'll talk a lot about I, that man a little bit later. I'm wearing my torpy one. There you go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I still haven't made, I I'm still thinking about it. I'm making my, it's people watching won't know, but Richard knows I, I created a picture last year, um, of, um, the Warriors being the one, you know, we the one, and I was very tempted to make a shirt. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but, um, and yeah, get good money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Um, but next bit of news, there's a whole lot, um, of signings. Um, as always happens in the off-season, Richie, as we know, there's players coming and going. Yep. Um, I didn't get them all. Um, and Robbie wants to ask if you want to join the Fantasy League, Richie. Um, we'll talk about that off-air, Robbo, and I'll, I'll get that sorted or denied. You might toss my arm. Um, but, yeah, lots of signing news. First up, we had uh, Dylan Brown. Um, he signed an eight-year extension <laughs> with the Eels, Richie. Yeah. Um, what do you, what's your take on the eight-year deal? Um, we know my thoughts on long-term deals are great for the player, but it's a massive risk um, for yep. the club. Mm. But, um, massive, massive for the Eels. I think Dylan Brown last season was it was a real sort of coming-of-age season for Dylan Brown. Uh, it's probably, if not the best, number six running around the comp. You know, he's top three for sure. Um so he's in fantastic form, and I think it's great for the Eels that, that he signed on. Yeah, it's just the the length of the deal that's a strange one. Eight years, you don't see a lot of eight-year eight year deals thrown around. I know we had a 10-year deal with Tamalolo, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great deal for Dylan. Um, I haven't looked into the ins and outs of the deal to see like how much it increases per year. Because um, that's why you see a lot of the big names will sign a two, three-year deal because they know at the end of that they can get a lot more money than what they may have done if they did a eight-year staggered approach. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of incentive money-wise for Dylan to sign eight years. Mm. Um, how old will he be? I have no idea how old he is even he's, as now. I think he's, he's still really young. Is he like 22, 23 still? I think so. Maybe 24 at a stretch. Yeah, he's still really so, young. It's basically, um, it's basically a end of career type deal um, mm. for for that position anyway um, in a, in the halves, but um, he may go on longer. But yeah, great great for him. Um, in sad news though, we'll move on. Um, my my man Ben Murdoch Masilla um, was released from the Warriors and unfortunately um, joined the Dragons on a two year deal. So he went from being my favorite player <laughs> to uh, going to the team that I despise so that that's going to be worst, interesting that is a worst case scenario for you brad isn't it in terms of yeah. a recruitment bit of, bit of recruitment news 
Um, and yes, uh, despite my favorite player going to the Dragons, my hate for the Dragons will continue in 2023. <laughs> um, if that's something people have enjoyed listening to me um, show no bias. Um, yeah, I hate them so much. But um, yeah, great for him to get a two-year deal. I know he was looking for a bit more of a long-term thing, which the Warriors weren't willing to offer at the time. I I kind of agree with them. Um, he wasn't really delivering what they probably were wanting. So I understand the move. And um, the Dragons were basically desperate for anybody. So um, it's great that he probably got a bit more coin going there. So um hope he goes well, but not too well. And um the Warriors, they weren't finished um, bringing out the, the broom and sweeping out talent. Um, they also released uh, Taniela Otokolo and Kina Kipu, um, which uh, Otokolo I could kind of see coming, Richie. He, he yeah. wasn't really being used when they brought Freddie Lusick into the team. And then when he was being used, he wasn't really being used in a way that was beneficial to him. Um, and Kinnikipu was a bit of a surprise. I think I saw um, on Ruin Hammer's show that they had heard he, he came back in the preseason a bit overweight and things like that. And it might have been more of an attitude thing. I, I can't speak. I wasn't there. Um, it's just all speculation. But um, there was a lot of big raps on him and his brother. But at least at least we got one, one of the brothers still. Unfortunately, he's injured. But... Um, yeah, and Jacko said Brown messed up up. Yeah, Brown was trying to turn him into a, a Jazz Tavanga forward-type player, which wasn't in his skill set. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, what's your takes on those two uh, being released, Richie? Yeah, it's a shame. Like, we, we spoke probably over the past season that we we wanted to see the Kepu boys at some point get a run. Uh, Otakola, we did see get a run, but maybe like Jacko said, used a bit out of position, and then uh, they've brought Freddie Lusick in and, and pretty much leapfrogged him in the in the hooking department, so um, I think the writing was on the wall with him a wee bit. Um, yeah. And we've, we heard murmurings for a while leading up to the news of his release that um, he, would, he would be looking elsewhere, so yeah. not such and a I surprise, think, but a bit of a shame. He found himself a woman when he was over in Australia, too. Um, so moving over there, um, that, as I've said to you, I think on the show and off the, uh, the, the Warriors need to start getting ladies luring, uh, their, their boyfriends to the club as opposed to away from the club. Um, just Cameron, I know you're always watching. Um, that's always a good idea. Send, send those ladies out. Um, but yeah, continuing with the Warriors for one more. Um, young, we'll talk about him a bit later in the trials, but um, young fullback uh, Tane Tuapiki. Apologize if I forget your last name wrong. I'm gonna be working hard on getting my pronunciations right so I don't make Richard do them all. Um, he he got himself a, a contract upgrade with the Warriors for the 2023 season um, after his impressive showing in the trial. And um, Andrew Webster also said it wasn't just the trial; it's been his attitude and performances in preseason at training. And things like that. And um, yeah, so he fully graduates the top 30. Um, I think he's a player that they're going to try their best to keep on to. Um, he showed a lot of promise, um, as I was saying to you and Ruin Hammer when we were chatting during the trial. Uh, mm. Like it was a he had a little bit of um, like Reese Walsh and Brent Webb in him, but 
I think the most impressive thing, he had a few good runs, but there was a moment where the Tigers broke the line and it was a one-on-one and he chopped the guy down, which oh, yeah. if we had our former fullback as much as I loved him when he was here, um, that would be a try to the Tigers. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a lot of promise and I think it's well-deserved and um, I'm sure we'll get to see um, a bit more of him in first grade this year. Um, he'll get an opportunity because, um, you know, injuries and, and player role switches change. Um, so I'm sure we'll see more of him to talk about, Richie, but what was your take on him? It's funny, that that exact scenario scenario you just said, um, I was watching the trial with my young fella, and, and we both looked at each other and said that would have been a try if that was Reese Walsh. Um, but, yeah, he did looked elusive, Um you threw a couple of comparisons out there. I saw, also saw people online sort of saying a little bit of Kevin Locke about him. Yeah. You know, slight but elusive. Um, had a very good season last year too and then the next year down. So, yeah, I think it's great. He may get a chance this year to show his worth at NRL level. And I'm sure he wouldn't He wouldn't disgrace himself. I think he looks like he's got a lot of talent and would handle, handle himself quite well. Nice to have Definitely. a bit of depth, a bit of depth. Um, yeah, I think um, we'll go on about it in the trial result, but I'm I'm pretty confident that they might have a tough New South Wales Cup team. Um, mm. Oh yeah, this year the Warriors they've got some some good young talent that are just um, waiting for an opportunity, which is a great problem to have. It's great to have too many players that you want to fit into your team. Do you see them getting a getting a shot at NRL level? I mean, in terms of fullback, so we've got like like if you look at our depth chart, obviously I think. Chance will be number one. Say Chance picks up an injury, do you think maybe Metcalf might come in next cab off the rank? Or I think so. It all depends on what Webster and Co are envisioning position-wise for Metcalf. If they're wanting Metcalf to basically just focus on being in the halves, it may be a time where Tane comes in before him. But personally, I would be using Metcalf first. He's actually played some first grade, not a lot, because he signed with us early, so the Sharks didn't really want to use him. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's like I said, it's a it's a great problem to have. Um, mm. But yeah, he'll get it. He'll get his opportunity. Um, it all depends on how the dominoes shift. You know, if if you lose a half and Metcalf has to go into the halves, then you lose chance. Then he's he's automatically in just from those two. Yeah. little things happening um obviously i don't want any injuries to happen um but that's generally how some of these youngsters get a chance um but yeah we talked about the warriors a bit too much now so we'll go on to our next favorite team richie the tigers um they signed john bateman um we talked about it much um much of the end of last season um when he was out saying there's no way i'm coming to the nrl i'm very happy in wigan um, and then we said, as soon as he's done that before at the Raiders, as soon as he comes out and says, I'm definitely not, you know, he is. So, um, yeah, he signed a four year deal with the Tigers, but he hasn't actually arrived in the country yet because um, he's having issues with his visa. So there are concerns that he won't be there for round one. Um, but yeah, he signed, so he's getting paid regardless. So um, well done him. Um, but what's your take on um, Bateman joining the Tigers? The Tigers. Um, as much as we like to make fun of them, they've got a, a hell of a roster this year. Uh, yeah, it's building nicely. And Bateman would round out that pack really nicely. 
depending on how they use them. I've heard rumours they may use them in 13. I quite like him out on an edge. Um, I think he's quite good out on an edge, and runs good lines and, and tough as nails, but I think he'd be effective either way. But, yeah, rounds the pack out nicely. And then yeah. the rest, then it'll just depend on what the house can do off the back of that, whether um, now with a really good platform and a good dummy half, whether um, Luke Brooks can actually do something. Yeah, imagine what they would have been like if they still had Jackson Hastings. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, be interesting to see. Um, I know a lot of people have uh, already written them off after what happened in the trial, but a lot of their big names weren't playing. So I, I'm waiting till I see them there with um, Coruscant and Papali'i mm. and all those guys out there. Um, then I want to get a bit of indication. I don't think they'll make the eight. Um, we, we can save that kind of talk till next week in our predictions episode, but I think they'll do a lot better. Um, but yeah, like Jacko said, they've got no depth. Um, yeah, if they get some injuries, they're going to be in trouble. Um, but that is what happens when you top load your your roster um, with all your money spent on, you know, the top 20 people. Um, and yeah, Simon thinks they'll end up back in ninth where they belong. And, um, That'd be great. Be great, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Raiders have also signed um, Danny Levi on a two-year deal, um, young I shouldn't say young. He's been around a while. Um, young hooker that um, kind of ran out of opportunities in the NRL, did a little trip overseas, and then um, the Raiders picked him up. think it's a great pickup. Um, you know, he's he's a backup. He, he's not there to be in the starting lineup. But if you get an injury up front, which happens to Raiders hookers, um, I think he, he's a, a great hand to put in there. Yep. You think so? I'm yeah. I'm kind of wait and see about it. Um, it's the the hooking role in Canberra is a bit of a bit of a funny one. Eh? They don't have Hodgson anymore, but they've got Starling there. Uh, interesting to see what they do. But yeah, Danny Levy's kind of been a bit hit or miss the past couple of years. So hopefully yeah. the the uh, the running game comes back, the ex- explosive plays, and, and he has he has a nice run there. But yeah, yeah. Wait and see for me. Exactly. Um, and uh, the last two for signings, we've got um, the Rabbitohs announced a double. Um, they extended the tire contracts of Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. Mitchell's until the end of twenty twenty seven, and Walker until the end of twenty twenty five. Kind of, kind of saw that coming. Um, bit surprised that Mitchell went for as long as he did for twenty twenty seven, but. Um, he's a player the Rabbitohs really don't want to lose. He seems to be quite happy there. And Cody Walker, you can only give him to 2025 because he's a bit old. You know, yeah, he, um, yeah, he, he may try to push on from 2025, but you could probably see in two years' time he may hang up the boots depending on how successful the Rabbitohs are. If, if they get a, um, you know, a premiership in the next two years, he might hang up the boots. If they're still sitting where they are now, where they're near and nearabouts, he might try to push on a bit more. Um, and yeah, Mark Roberts said Levi has an attitude problem. Um, yeah, that could be an issue with um, Sticky. We know Sticky doesn't like um, players of that nature. So that will be interesting to see, but he could also be a coach that straightens him out and maybe his attitude might have got better now that he got I don't want to say humbled as a guy who's never played first grade. Um, 
but like humbled and gone overseas because no one in the NRL wanted him. Maybe yeah. that might have changed it. I, I don't know. But yeah, time will tell with that. And then, Lam, your take on the Rabideau signings? Yeah, not unexpected. I think, like you say, Latrell, I think he really enjoys enjoys the uh, Rabideau's environment. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit less on the contract in terms of years for Cody Walker, but like you say, he's a late bloomer and um, kicking on a bit in forty years now. So, but I think those yeah. two love playing with each other, and yep, uh, when they team up, when they team up in their backline, they um, they create magic. So, uh, should be another couple of years of good competing for um, top fours for the Rabbitohs, all going well. Yeah, and then the last one, um, Stephen Crichton has become the latest Panther to join the uh, Canary Bankstown Panthers, um, formerly known as the Bulldogs, um, signing a four-year deal. Um, what's your take on Crichton joining the Bulldogs and how many more Panthers do you think are going to go? I know there's been rumours left, right and centre about all these other players coming. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get to a point where they're just a team full of former Panthers? Well, the rumours for Crichton were around for a while as well, and, yeah. and they came true. Looks like he might be going there to play fullback. Um, the team all of a sudden starts becoming pretty scary if, if Crichton goes there and performs well in the spine. Um, but yeah, Gus Gould and and Seraldo uh, pulling pulling some pulling some Panthers players across. I mean, the way the Panthers have been going, it's got to be can only be a good thing, can't it? Yeah, well, it's um, that's the it's. I know a lot of people don't like the salary cap for that reason. Um, and Sorry, yeah, everyone, slip of the tongue. Slip everyone of the tongue. saw it. I saw it, and I didn't want to comment on it. But everyone watching obviously caught up on your slip of the tongue, Richard. Get but your, yeah, your mind's out of the gutter. Um, yeah, it's it's what happens with a, a successful team. Um, you can't afford to keep all your big stars. Um, but that's where that depth comes in handy. We were talking about it in my house where it's probably, it's got an asterisk next to it because it's the storm and they had some issues, but um, it's kind of a thing where the storm had like three players that they must keep. Um, you mm. know, it was, it was Cronk, Smith and Slater and everyone else became stars, but they weren't, they weren't mm. signing stars. They were developing them. That's they what didn't. you're going to see at the, the, uh, the Panthers, the next yeah. one's up. Are going to be just as good. That could be um, a problem for the Bulldogs, where they're not, where we don't know what Gould and that are doing in the background in terms of their youth, but it just looks like they're bringing everybody in. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But um, hopefully, Andrew Webster can talk a couple of Panthers, maybe that are looking for fresher pastors to uh, jump across the ditch. Wouldn't say no. Yeah. And um, last bit of news before we get into the All-Stars and Trials. Um, Jazz Tavonga is donating money and keeping his head shaved for the entire 2023 season in a bid to raise money for his friend and former junior warrior, Roman um, Tulmata, um, who's battling cancer. There's a Give a Little page um, set up that um, Jazz has got links to if you want to donate. Um, it's a great cause. Um, I've obviously done the opposite to Jazz and my hair just keeps getting longer. But... Um, I'm sure sometime this year I'm going to end up cutting it off. I'll probably try to do it for a charity or something um, as an excuse, but I'll look into that later on as, as the, the year goes. Um, see how long I can get away with it before the girlfriend tells me it has to go. 
Um, but yeah, uh, anything you want to add about the jazz story? Uh, just it's a sad, sad situation for young, uh, from young Roman, uh, he's, he's still only a young, young guy, and yeah, uh, it's nice of jazz and, and the guys to recognize him that way. And, and jazz, I think what he's what he's doing now is better than what he at first suggested. It's a bit more of a positive spin on it. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. So I'm just wondering, how, how much would we have to raise for you to um, to get your hair cut like this? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's a sad story and hopefully raise a lot of money. And yeah, I saw there was all that talk because he was doing it for originally it was every penalty every missed tackle he was making money raising money and people were complaining online about you know you don't really it kind of incentivizes making mistakes so we switched it I, I haven't got the rundown of what it is now but it's like a certain amount for scoring a try and things like that and um yeah either way i didn't really mind it was for a good cause um and i don't he's not the kind of guy that's going to go out there and go i'm going to miss 50 tackles today so i can make some money for my mate but um yeah switching it to um positive stats um yeah it's probably good. it's a it's a better look for the club i guess um but yeah hopefully um they raise heaps of money um so we may as well jump in um <laughs> yeah so mark said too much money um because that reminds us of the salad yeah the roosters yeah exactly it'd have to be a lot of money to make me have a roosters haircut yeah um but we'll jump into the matches now, Richie. Um, we'll start with the All-Stars um, first. Um, we had the the woman, um, Māori, defeat the Indigenous All-Stars 16-12, to 12, and then the Indigenous men defeat the um, the Māori men 28-24. Um, what's your take on, on both games? Um, originally, I had planned to go, and then um, I've got, I've got to currently find a new place to live. So money was being used elsewhere. So I didn't get to go, but I watched it from home. Um, I assume you did too. You didn't make the trip up from Wellington. I did not, mate. I truth be told, I was, I was out and about. So I actually missed the woman's one. So you may need, yep. I know. I know. First opportunity at rugby league this year and drop the ball. You just missed it. <laughs> so you can, you can fill us in about that one. Um, <laughs> I caught I caught the men's game and yeah I thought it was quite a high quality game for you know early in the season a lot of players out obviously which maybe diluted I thought might dilute it a bit but I thought the Maori team did a lot better than I I thought they might um, just looking at their their spine and everything it looked a lot less stacked than what the indigenous spine was with with Hines and Cody Walker Latrell um, but yeah I think. For the Maldives to lead a lot of the game, and then Indigenous pulled out a little bit. Hat trick through Selwyn Cobo, who actually started the game pretty poorly, but came back nice. Um, yeah, I thought the, for the Maldives to score late and be in with a chance at the end, uh, was, uh, they did better than what I thought they would put it that way. And I, I, I thought the game was an entertaining game. Yeah, well, see, Cobo started the game remembering all the stuff from that bad coach he's got, and then he remembered from the good coach he had in the Indigenous team how to play, and that's why he improved. Did you see? Um, did you see Kevin Walters' little quip about that? Yes, <laughs> that yes, was quite good, wasn't it? 
yeah um but yeah uh the the women's game was great as it always is and they also had players that you usually expect to see not there um but it was just a tight battle i really like that there weren't blowouts in either game um the i think the the moldy boys probably would have won again if they had their full roster because they're quite dangerous but yeah um the indigenous had quite a few players pull out too, but you know, you kind of said, you know, Cody Walker, Latrell, and Hines mm. um, as your spine. Um, that's a pretty lethal spine. Um, that dare I say, that could even be um, Kangaroos level spine um, mm. type deal if you if you forget about Cleary for a second. Um, but yeah, they were both great games. Great to see everyone in Rotorua um, have a good time. Simon was there. Um, a few pitch invaders, um, which were the first smart ones I've seen in a while because they went out together. Um, a lot harder to stop you when there's like seven <laughs> you at once, um, things like that. But the indigenous boys, um, before and after the game, they were talking a lot about um, how much of the culture they felt being in Rotorua and being in New Zealand compared to being at home. I can't speak for it. I'm not over in Australia. Um, but how they said there was a lot of... Um, moldy words on signs and things like that it may have helped that they were in Rotorua um for that stuff as well but um just great to see them and they want um yeah simon said by count there were at least 10 but they were all caught um in the pitch invaders but yeah it's um strengthened the indigenous players want to make it a buy a buy annual event so like in australia one year in new zealand next which i think would be great it's how it should always have been done in my opinion um but yeah just great to see and um i still i know some people don't like this concept they like seeing like the all-stars being like the best players in the nrl playing against each other but i prefer this one i feel there's more there's more um intent in delivering a good performance in this one because they're playing for their culture as opposed to um a warrior that's pairing up in the centers with a storm player that have never played together um, but yeah, um, like Simon said, I think, yeah, they, if they move the venue around in New Zealand, I think every year, if you did it like Rotorua, do it in Wellington, either, or take it to the smaller ones if you want. So you go mm. to like Taranaki and things like that, just move it around, go up north, play it at Northland, um, and Whangarei, places good. like that. Um, I think it would be great. But, um, yeah, they were both great games. Um, I didn't take any notes because I'm still on holiday uh, yeah. from the NRL season. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a great kickoff to kind of get the, the juices flowing again for the NRL. Um, and, yeah, makes it a bit more exciting for when round one comes around. Um, any more takes on that before we move on to the game we always want to talk about? No, let's move on to the game we want to talk about. All right, so the official first first game, because it was on Thursday, um, was the Warriors defeating the Tigers 48-12. Um, it was a members-only um, home game, um, so you could only go if you had a season ticket. Um, I, I was there, obviously. Um, great game. Um, it was, I think, like I said to you and Paul before we went on here, um, the majority of the team I didn't know. Um, like there were some names that looked familiar because maybe I'd seen them in a reserve grade game or things like that, or just due to their lineage. Um, like um, Ackland's son, I haven't seen play before, but I've heard of him. Um, mm. 
But um, yeah, and Paul said, good to see the house hunting costs haven't stopped the season ticket. I've already been, I've been paying off my season tickets since last year. Um, and yeah, um, it's a good idea to encourage people to buy season tickets if they wanted to go to the trial. There was a good turnout. There was quite a few people. Um, they had us all sitting in the east stand. They closed off the west stand, which is where I normally sit. I got to sit, stare across the field at um, one of the Warriors players deciding to sit in my season ticket seat. Um, that's where all the, the players that weren't playing, like Curran and Johnson and all that, were sitting in that area, um, Richie. But, yeah, it was a great game. Um, I know a lot of people are very excited that they almost scored 50 points and, you know, booking grand final tickets. Um, it is just a trial. But what I was encouraged in is the amount of young players that were playing that were actually impressive. Mm. Um, they were playing like for like, so it may have been different if they were playing a full strength team, but it's good to see that they were, um, they all played together. Um, well, like Jacko said, they, they felt, they looked and felt organized, which they haven't been for years. Yeah. Um, they looked like they had a game plan that everyone knew. And when you took a player out and threw another one in, it still stayed the same. It wasn't like we've been seeing where you take a couple of players out and the whole momentum swings and the worries look completely different. Um, helps they also don't have a fullback that has his own playbook. Um, but yeah, it was great to see. And there's a lot of talent in there, which are ones that you're penciling down going, the Warriors need to keep this, this kid here and this kid here. And it's like, there's a lot of them. Obviously they probably will lose a few. Um, that's the, the, the nature of the NRL where you can't keep every player, but I'm, um, I'm hoping they've got a few players that they've kept their eye on. Um, what's his name? He was number 14. Um, yeah. I, I can't, can't remember. I can't remember. He was, he was, he looked like a beast. Um, I am just cheating and going to the website. Um, while I'm doing that, um, we had like Bunty was captain. Um, he played quite well. Tom, Tom Ali. Tom Ali, Tom Ali was good. Um, yeah, he was really good. Um, Montoya looked great on the um, on the wing. Um, Willie, how do you say his name? Willie Army. Um, Brandon Villiani. Yeah, the player that we were making fun of when he got signed last year. <laughs> he was I was good, making fun he? of. He was good. Yeah, um, he looked really good and actually has prevented me from filling my center spot on my game day 17 for my season preview that I'm currently writing because I want to see how he goes this week against the Storm on if so, I say I want him to be in my centres or not. So Pompey's still a chance for you? No. <laughs> um, no. Um, 14, um, Zion. Zion, that's, yeah. Yeah, yes. he he looked like a, he came on and was running with gusto. Jacko mm. also said Jackson Ford, yet another player we made fun of for mm. signing. Good lines, um, good lines. Yeah, playing good lines. But yeah, um, the centre was, he had three try assists. Looked good, looked good on defense. Um, Valia looked really good. Um, there wasn't anyone that I went and went, oh, they weren't that good. Um, but that's probably because Adam Pompey wasn't playing. Um, but yeah, Luke, Luke Metcalf looked great as well. Um, Tamari mm. Martin, he was a bit rocky at the start. A few of his little kicks weren't as good, but he, as he got into the groove, um, he was working really nice, I think him and Sean will pair nicely. I know a lot of people have already said Sean um, needs to be dropped and we'll just keep these halves, but Sean hasn't played yet. Um, you know, 
And I think seeing how good these younger guys are should, in theory, make um, you should see the best out of Sean because he is in actual position to lose a spot because there are other players. So um, hopefully that sees um, the best out of him. Um, we're right before round one, so my positivity as a Warriors fan's quite up there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good hit out. Um, yeah, they I. All the players um, played really well. Um, Jacob Laban, who's still really young, he looked really good out there. Tough um, defense, tough defense on him. Yeah, Very and strong. like Jacko said, um, yeah, Metcalf looked good, but the Tigers were awful. Yeah, um, Charlie Staines um, had the night to forget. Um, <laughs> I know everyone's showing him getting run over by Montoya, but there were defensive misreads, drop balls. There was one, um, Valia, one of his tries where it was like a, a misread pass and Staines didn't even try to chase. He just watched the ball and watched Valia pick it up and run. And as our poor Charlie, after that four-try um, debut, he's kind of fallen away a bit. But hopefully he, he finds something here. You know, it's not going to be him starting at fullback for the Tigers. It's going to be Dane. But, um, yeah. The Tigers, I don't want to. I don't want to judge them too much yet because, you know, they got Coruscant. Hey, um, I was going to say Hastings. Hastings ain't there no more. Um, Brooks, Papali'i, they got all those guys coming in. Doesn't mean they're going to be amazing, but they should be better than what they showed here. Mm. Um, but yeah, any more takes on that before I rattle off all the other games? Yes, Staines is not a fullback. Um, <laughs> I think that game showed it. Um, He's a winger that has lived yeah. a blessed that has lived a blessed life on the end of a Panthers backline up until now. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I mirror a lot of your thoughts, mate. Um, the halves looked exciting. Um, I would still put Sean there to start off the season. I think he's earned that. Ah, uh, rubbish me if you want to, people watching. But I think he's you know he's earned another shot um, as someone who's stuck around the club and loves the club. Um, yeah, and he's by all accounts the fittest he's been in a while. He's got a set of abs on him, so that's got to count something, right? Um, yeah, I, I love the scoreline because it's been a long time since we've run up a score like that. Uh, so I enjoy that a lot, but um, I take it for what it was as well. It's a trial, it's the Tigers, probably third or fourth string side. Um, but yeah, positives, a lot of positives. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I take it, like I say, I take it with a pinch of salt because we beat the Storm in preseason last year, and then uh, a couple two months later they put seventy on us. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, some some promise from the depth, um, which is why I said earlier I think the New South Wales Cup team could be dangerous. Um, and yeah, Jacko said SJ looked really relaxed and happy in the stands. Best frame one. Yeah, he looks in great nick, and I think the only way how you said he deserves that spot. I think the only way he doesn't is if he has the worst game of his life in the trial against the Storm this week. If it just looks like he is not cutting the mustard, that's the only way I see it not happening. But um, I think, yeah, I, I think he deserves a shot. Yeah. Um, if it's not working, you know you've got others that you can throw in there. Um, but, yeah, um, should be good. But we'll rattle off the rest of the games, I'm sure. Did you? How many of the other games did you watch? Uh, the Dragons, St. Helens, um, and Broncos, Titans, and then I just caught highlights of all the other ones. 
That's great, great that you're you're getting into the season nice and early by watching yeah. nothing. That's, nice and slow, nice and slow. Um, so the other trials we had the Sharks defeat the Knights twenty eight sixteen, Seals defeat the Rabbitohs thirty to twenty eight, Panthers defeat uh, Eels twenty two sixteen, Saint Helens defeated the Dragons thirty to eighteen, Roosters defeated Storm thirty two twenty four. Bulldogs defeated Raiders 34-18, and then we had two draws, uh, Cowboys and Dolphins going 22-all, and Broncos Titans going 24-all. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, Queenslanders don't know how to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> I said. No Queensland team won this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched most of these games except for the Dragon St. Helens. I watched like a bit of it and then I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't like St. Helens and I don't like the Dragons. I'm not watching. <laughs> um, so I stopped. Um, but yeah, that watch, overall. You didn't watch it for Connie Harrell? He's no, I, yeah, Connie, Connie um, was looking a bit bigger than I remember. Ignatius Parsi is looking good. Yeah, but um, there were some good good moments in all the games. Uh, it's hard to take anything off it, um, as we already said with the trials. Um, I thought the Roosters looked dangerous. Um, Brandon Smith was um, getting into a bit of niggle with his former teammates, but um, he looked really dynamic with them. Um, yeah, Nick uh, Nick's asked um, what we thought on Reese Walsh's performance. Um I thought he played as good as I expected. Um, he had a really good game. Um, he also had a, a few uh, negatives in there, and he got hurt. So he kind of ticked all the boxes of Reese Walsh where, <laughs> you know, he'll give you some great moments, he'll make some mistakes, and he'll get hurt. Um, it is the trifecta. I I loved the kid when he was with the Warriors, but when he decided to leave, I was able to look a bit more um, honestly, at his performances, and I personally feel the Warriors have won in the deal of letting him go. Um, I think you look at Tamari Martin and um, Tane as your two options that could go into fullback if Chance is gone. I, I think they still win, and I still feel like Reese Walsh is just a off-field incident away from not playing in the NRL anymore. Um, but he's, he's a hell of a talent. I think I said it in one of my. Um, league writing chat saying um got all the talent in the world but he's a moron everywhere else um <laughs> it's like a ex-girlfriend that's dumped you eh brad yeah kind of no. don't want anything to do with them anymore exactly. hopefully hope their next relationship uh falls apart, falls no, apart. Works. 
<laughs> his, his tune since he's left about the guy changed dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was the uh, he, 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 he was like player who's going to carry the Warriors to the championship, and now and now he's uh, now now he's, he's dead to me. Waiting to he's happen. dead to me, Paul. He was the great hope. Yeah, I did have a name for him, wasn't it? I, I can't so, remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I he he's fantastic. He's got all the talent in the world. He's just, yeah, it's more the the top two inches and growing up a bit more off the field, I think. If he can do that, if he can grow up a little bit and mature, which, you know, he's a kid. Um, but, yeah, if he can do that, he he's the, the sky's the limit with him, um, being honest. It's just he, he does have some parts of his game that he needs to work on. Um, you know, talent can get you so far, but things like defense um, – it's cliche, but it's a lot more attitude based than skill based. Um, and that's where he falls apart. Um, you know, every team knows, you know, just get into a one on one situation with him, and odds are you're going to win, um, win that battle. So, um, I'm looking forward to when we play the Broncos because I'm sure there's like Bunties and Marcelos and all that are going to have a field day running at him, but um, yeah, still a great performance from him. But now it looks like he might not even be there for round one. Um, yeah, because he's injured. But yeah, other than that, um, I thought all the games were, were quite entertaining. Um, this week's the one where we can probably take a better a better look at how the teams are going to go, which will flow into our prediction week quite nicely because um, we'll see a lot more of the big names back. But yeah. any more takes on that before we forget about the trials? All right, I suppose we should talk about what what's your take on the uh, the the point system that they're doing for the trials. Oh, Q&A section. Jeez, what are you talking about? Hold on. That, that's next. That's hold next. on. Yeah. Hold well, on, Paul. Just relax. This is one of our questions. What do you What do you think of the points tally system? Oh, we'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> okay, we'll save it. We'll save it for then. Um, sorry. Sorry for, for stepping. Um, um, we'll, we'll talk about the next trials, Paul. I gave you a picture. No, no, um, we'll do Q&A and then we, then we preview, right? Okay, we'll do the preview okay. then. Fine. Fine, so, fine. Yeah, so, so, so right, here, here we go. Answer the question. You're about to talk Answer about the question. reformatting it. I can cut that bit out now for the podcast, which <laughs> is the podcast. No, I never do anyway, so don't worry. It'll be in. It'll be in. Yeah. So, so, um, what do you think of the points tally system for the preseason comp- competition challenge? Yeah, so what's your take on it, Richie? I think it's fantastic because we're in the top four. No, it's weird, I, how, it's, it's, it's weird how you get, what do you get, like 12 or 14 points for a win? Um, the maximum points you can get is 15. Um, 15. We, as the Warriors, got 14. So despite having the best points differential and putting on the most amount of points, we are sitting third um, compared to a team that won by two and a team that won by eight that's don't, sitting don't above you get us. A, don't you get a bonus point for a certain amount of line breaks, a certain amount of... It's, um, you get a point. You get a certain amount of points for winning, a certain amount of points for getting five line breaks. Yes. Um, points for five offloads, and yep. there's something else. I'm sure. I'm trying to find it as we go. Yeah, I mean, um, all, all that stuff's weird to me. I mean, why are you trying to incentivize line breaks? Aren't you trying to get line breaks all game anyway? Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, so, so there it is. So yes, cool. win, draw, loss, points, uh, maximum um, uh, points bonus. So um, yep. line breaks and offloads. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I think the Warriors missed out on the offloads one. 
and that's why they didn't get 15. Yeah. Um, but it was hard, hard for them to get off loads because they were just breaking the line all the time. Yeah. Um, and well, they, yeah. Well, once you got your five line breaks, you start offloading it after you've broken the line. Yeah, the, they <laughs> they weren't they were they were working on actually playing well instead of trying to get um, points for a, a competition. Um, but the winner of it in the end um, gets a hundred k. Yeah. Um, which is great, but. Um, I could ha- take it or leave it. I I, I don't mind. Um, I don't well, mind the the idea, but it doesn't matter. But then we are sitting in a point where we could win a hundred k. If we were the Tigers sitting at the bottom, I might be like, ah, it's rubbish. I don't care. Your um, priority is still going to lie with preparing well for the season and, and getting combinations, isn't it? Yeah, um, but with hopefully no yeah. injuries. It, it might incentivize teams to actually use a few more of the big names, maybe, which um, makes it more enjoyable for fans to watch, I guess. But then, like I said, I just watched um, a team with like three or four guys I knew in it in a trial, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Mm. But yeah, yeah, Jacko said preseason comps ridiculous. It's yeah, I I could take it or leave it. I don't mind as long as yeah. there's two preseason trials for the Warriors to work on things I'm, I'm happy um but yeah it, i could take it, it or leave it but depends on how the 100k is played pay, uh, used right if the 100k is used to goes directly to the players who are playing then it gives them a bit more of an incentive to play well right um and, and yeah set up, and that's outside the salary cap it's extra bonuses you'd have to worry that that then it's fine if it's been used this goes somewhere randomly into the club's coffers then it, it goes into the kitty for mad monday the- <laughs> But, um, so, um, but yeah, but, it's if you look at if you look at that table then of of is we think about how teams went last year. Obviously, Warriors much higher up than uh, than last year. Any other sort of teams? I mean, Saints are in there, which is kind of a bit of fun to have the um, uh, the, uh, the, the the team over from the UK. Um, do you think that's added anything having the, having a UK team come over preseason? Well, they needed it just because they've got an uneven amount of teams, but. Um, it's good to see them back for what's happening this week, which is the World Club Challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good that they at least got a game. Like they played the Dragons, um, so they kind of get a warm up before they're playing the Panthers. Um, coming in cold after like a break, it's probably not the game you want to be playing. So I don't mind in that way. And um, letting the UK team come down and have more than one game, I think, is good. Um, I felt like an idiot because it's I took weeks before i figured out why they decided to have them play the dragons it's like of all teams why pick the dragons but it's the saints versus saints um and i felt like an absolute moron (laughs) it's so obvious but um yeah i don't mind it um like simon said he wants to judge it after it's finished yeah um i don't mind the idea of a competition i just the bonus point thing i think is what's throwing everybody through a loop i feel like there would have been easier ways to do it like you look at super rugby how they do their points um you know if you score four or more tries you get a point if you lose within seven you get a point type deal and that's it you i think what, you, what, what, what what it is good for is that you can trial those sort of things without having to worry about it having any re- really mattering 
right? Yeah. You can go, actually, you know, that was actually a crap idea, or that was a good idea. We'll keep it next year, or we might bring it through to a, a proper competition, like, say, New South Wales League competition, and then bring it up to the NRL the year after or something like that. So it's, it could be, it's it's useful for that. But yeah, I mean, most of it is, it's, it's an irrelevant thing that's just a bit of fun. Mm. From that point of view, yeah, yeah, and Simon, Simon says there, um, he's guessing you're not supportive of introducing the bonus point system in the regular season. I'm not. I don't. I don't like it in rugby. I, I don't like awarding points for losing. Um, it's a very rugby union kind of mentality. Um, they just like, they like trying to let everyone win in rugby union. Um, oh, don't go woke. <laughs> but um. There's been times though where I've like I wish we had it. There were a few years, Richie, where the Warriors yeah. were always in the games and they were losing by like four every week. And it's like mm. we would be in the eight right now if we got that one point for yeah. losing within an unconverted try. So it depends on the situation. If it helps the other, Warriors, I'm all. But then other other teams would probably be in the same situation as well. I yeah. think this this weird bonus point system for this preseason comp is just for that. Bonus. Oh point yeah, they never bring that in. It's it's just for a condensed couple of week sort of preseason, rather than it would never work in a fully yeah, fledged round. They'd have to for two games to sort out who's the best and who's the worst. It's yeah, you need these extra points to make it. So that's why yeah, it's in there. But um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But um, were there any other questions on your side before I go through our list here, Paul? Yep, so uh, Ken Rogers, uh, guys, what your thoughts <laughs> on our SG ball props? Um, yep. Um, uh, over to you, Richie, on the names. <laughs> I honestly, Caden, probably not enough context. I, I only got a chance to see this SG. Obviously, we haven't had an SG ball side, and now we've got one together for this year. And I saw, because they streamed it, the game against the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, on but YouTube. I can't say yeah, but I can't say I've seen enough of these two lads to. Um, yeah, I, I to, need a bit more to give. Yeah, I need a bit more context. Watch a few more games. Um, but the, I thought the team looked pretty good um, defensively. They were very good. They held the Rabbitohs to I think it was only eight points they got. So it was yeah, and they obviously they didn't get to play last week because um, there was a little storm and um, yeah. the uh, the team couldn't get into the country. Um, the Australian team they were playing, so um, it got delayed. But from what I've seen, they look good. Um, it's still that same mentality that Warriors have always seemed to go get, where everyone's like, "Well, I, you know, wait till the last twenty, and they're going to tucker out. They're too big." And that was kind of looking like what was going to happen because it was a hot day. Mm. Um, the Rabbitohs were being relentless, but their defense held up. Um, Adam Blair looked really excited. Yeah. Seems to be getting a lot out of these young kids. Um, and yeah, I think we need a few more games before we can start highlighting individuals. Um, but there were a few players in there that I thought were quite impressive. But yeah, um, I'm sure once we get a few more games, though, um, Caden, we'll we'll be able to give a bit more of a better opinion. But um, if they're a prop, I'm going to love them. So it's, it's um, hard to say. I think he's I think he's trolling us anyway. When you look at those names, because one of them was I really need a poo poo. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Right. But yes, um, there you go. Yeah. Um, the um, uh, signs of, yeah, the, the uh, regular season, um, he thinks the, uh, when you get to golden point, at least you should get one point if you're drawing at the end of regular time. Um, so I understand that side of things for um, for that one. Um, 
the um, yeah, go work, go broke. Yeah, that's why all the companies are going work because you know what? They actually make more money. I would go broke if they don't go work. Jeez, stupid yeah. comment. Um, anyway, um, and then yeah, Nicholas wants to know what are your top three favorite Warrior jerseys of all time? Hmm. Um, I would go 2002, the black with the blue and the red. Uh, the original, the original 95 jersey, away jersey. I, I remember watching Rue and Hammer did a special on jerseys, and I'm a bit like, I'm a bit like Rue. He quite likes the white away jerseys and the the 95, 96 away jerseys. I think are quite nice. Um, I quite like the black and grey one too from the 2007, 2008 seasons. Sort of makes me think of Ruben Wiki and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the same first two um, as you. Uh, 2002, the grand, first grand final year. That's my favorite. It's the one I was never able to get because my parents didn't love me. Um, but um, that one, the original um, 95 jersey, um, nostalgia, I like the color scheme. Um, and then for shits and giggles, I'll throw in my favorite behind me, um, who isn't on the wall anymore, um, but my yellow picnic blanket. Um, I love it for the controversy because everyone hates it. Um, so I will take it. Um, but yeah, there's so many. There's not. A, there's more that I love than more that I dislike. Yeah. Um, I'll say that much. Um, well, even, even these um, sort of red versions, which are kind of. I yeah. personally don't yeah. like the red ones. I, I don't like. like the red ones as much. Um, but yeah, they're not as bad. Like that top left one, um, the Super League one, I actually do like as well. Um, but yeah, it's hard to dislike any of them, really, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. And that's the uh, those are our questions from the live chat. So any um, um, a draw should be a draw on a lottery. Um, to uh, gold to go to golden point is uh, Jacko's point there. Um, Simon mentions the brown jerseys. Um, yep, I think I know the one he's talking about. It's quite nice. Uh, the um, and uh, the Greenstone jersey as well. Uh, to, to yeah, quite like. I actually, I like the 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 power jersey they use for the nines too. Mm. Um, and there was that one I never got it, but it was it was an interesting concept. It was like the white one, and they had like stylized drawings of all the team's logos. Yes, all over it. Yeah. I really like that one too, just for a, a looking at point of view. Was that was that a training jersey? Or was it a nines one? I can't remember. I what think that was, that was a nines one. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a nice one. But um, yeah, that one was quite cool too. But yeah, um, cheers for that. We do have some um, questions here that I got in the chats prior to the show. Um, so the first one was from Michael Fuller. He said, um, what can be done to the cap to even up the squads to avoid quality players being signed for unders so they can play for the likes of the Roosters? It's an interesting question because I don't think there's anything you can do. Um, I was just going to say that too. Um, I feel like um, the only way you're going to get a player to sign for unders is if you're either cheating or you're a successful team that players will do anything to play for. So your Roosters, your Panthers, right right now I feel like a, a player um, will take less money to stay with the Panthers. It doesn't seem to be the case unless it's the Bulldogs asking. But, um, mm. yeah, it's a hard thing to do um, because, yeah, um, the better your club is – the cheaper you can get players it's it's just how it is in a lot of sports um if people are after success and not necessarily 
lots and lots of money. Um, they'll go to a team where they know they have a better chance of winning, um, which has a flow-on effect. If you win championships, you can then go to another club for a lot more money. Um, look at James Maloney. Um, you know, he came mm. here for, for nothing, and then his money just kept going up because he kept winning championships everywhere but here. Um but yeah, so I don't really know if there's anything to do there. Simon also said it's hard to do with the salary cap. Um, the only thing you couldn't require clubs is they have a minimum spend. Um, yeah, it, it could come to a level where you have a value, like the NRL dictates a value of a player. So say like Latrell Mitchell, they go, Latrell Mitchell is a 900 a year player. He can't sign for the Rabbitohs on 700 a year. Um that type of thing but then yeah that's the only thing i guess where you make yeah that's the jersey thanks um yeah that's probably the only way you could do it where the nrl dictates a player's value maybe so you have a it doesn't mean you have to pay them that but that's the baseline so if it's a 500 a year you might give them six um but you can't give them four i don't know or you do some sort of auction thing where um, the other teams are allowed to sort of sort of bid to try and uh, buy a player, um, which might be a, a kind of that might be kind of interesting. What a bit like the IPL has a kind of auction; they auction the players off, don't they? So you could perhaps auction some. And when you become a free agent, you know you, you can put you, you have to be a you have to go towards or you can go towards a um, some sort of auction house would be one way of doing it. Mm. Yeah, the players are the biggest issue with that, though, Paul. Um, like, because they talk about drafts and stuff. The um, the NRL players have a lot more control of their careers than other professional sports. Um, they um, basically they don't want to be in a situation where a club says, like, you're going to the Warriors now because the Warriors have offered us this, and you don't have a say. You just go. Um, that's like how it is in America and in the UK and things like that with like soccer and American football and NBA. Um, no, the NRL no, players no, have basically no. said no. No, in football, you can, yeah, you, you can turn down your, you, know, yeah. you have to agree a contract plus the plus the transfer um, on that one. Um, I come from Millie here. Two questions. How did you first get into rugby league? Brad, was it uh, running over boys in, uh, uh, in, in the Haraki Plains? I mean, it's not really a rugby league. No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to play rugby league um, in the Haraki Plains. I even got reprimanded by my first fifteen coach for wearing a Warriors jersey to training, um, saying, "Get that rubbish off. Um, that's a stupid sport." Um, it was my grandmother um, who, I, if she's figured out how internet works, she may be watching. I'm not sure. Um, her and my granddad were big leagueies, so when I was a little kid, I'd be watching um, rugby league. Um, with them um it's how i got into wigan um my granddad used to watch a lot of wigan um and then when the warriors started up i would go down to the cozy club in manuria with my nana hop on a bus and go to games with her um up until a point where she couldn't really go anymore and um then basically that's where it was um it was really only them my dad and that don't like league um they won't even watch this hearing me talk about it um, so that's how I got into it through my, my grandparents who were league, league nuts. And then I just kind of took it to another level. Uh, Richard, um, how did you get into, into, into league? Uh, so I would just, I spent a lot of time as a young fella 
just watching what my dad watched and he was a sports nut that would watch all sorts of sports but league was kind of a, a love at first sight kind of thing i still remember as a young guy maybe five years old and they would show the odd game free to ear um i don't want to out myself but i did have a old cronulla sharks um t-shirt and a balmain tigers t-shirt um this was pre-warriors obviously so give me a bit of cut me a bit of slack <laughs> but um yeah just the older i got and the more i watched and discovering uh, state of origin in the in the you know early 90s was a fantastic product brutal product um and then the warriors came along and uh, yeah that was that. So, so, you know, all from there. And then, yeah, very yeah. quickly, um, what is uh, for an Aussie coming over here? Give me one must see thing, one, one must see thing in New Zealand. Um, we're turning into Mount travel show now. Mount uh, Smart Stadium. Mount Smart Stadium, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mount Smart. <laughs> uh, depends what you're into, Millie. But uh, if you're, oh, come out, on. If you're outdoorsy and like a bit of adventure, then a lot of nice places in the South Island, Queenstown, and places like that. I'm quite biased, but I like Wellington. It's got a good uh, uh, pub and cafe culture. Uh, Millie, Millie yeah. what you'll find is anyone in the North Island will suggest you go to the South Island. They just, for some reason, North, North, um, North There's Island. nothing, North nothing in the North Island. Out. We've got nothing. <laughs> uh, well, um, Pipe Pyro and go see the LMP bottle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see yeah. Simon mentioned um, he got into it with the Manura Club with the Stepmother's Restaurant. We should probably mention that we were probably – born to only like league because we come from Manurewa and they've got the greatest league club in the country. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you're, not, if you're not a fan of the Marlins, um, you, you're not a league fan, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Um, so next one was from Andrew JP. Um, he said, can you see the Auckland Nines returning or a brand-new short form of the footy? Um I'd love to see the Nines come back. I don't know if they'll give it to Auckland again because the NRL just hates New Zealand. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to see the Nines back. I, I liked the concept, and it was it's probably especially more now that Sean's back with the club because it's kind of designed to be his kind of thing. And I just look at a lot of the players you've got now, um, and, um, yeah, there's a lot of players that would be electrifying in Nines. And yeah, I know we've gone over an hour, Paul, but it's our hundredth. We, we we're going long. I'm just wondering why why why, why Richie's so, you, you've you clearly left it open from talk about nines, and you just sort of stood there gazing at his camera he, in silence. He was reading the text. I could see Brad reading. I could see his brain ticking <laughs> over. I was wondering what he was what he's doing. But yeah, nines, Richie, yeah or nay? I like it. I, do I see it returning? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe now that COVID's all done and dusted and the world's kind of getting back to normal, I don't see it back in Auckland, but um, I'd still watch it if it was in Queensland or wherever. Yeah, I think it's a thing, a model you could do, take the Sevens model because they're kind of stealing the Sevens model anyway, but like yeah. every year do it in a different area because mm. um, it's all teams going to that one location anyway. So just, yeah, if it's in Auckland this year, it's in Queensland next year, then it's in Sydney, then Melbourne, Canberra, wherever you want to go. Um, oh, yeah, so I haven't said Super League starting this weekend too, um, but St. Helens is busy. I haven't even looked at Super League. I need to look at that, so we're prepared next week. Um, but then basically after those questions, we just got bombarded with questions from Ruin Hammer um, since they weren't going to be able to join us tonight. So um, 
Some of them are directed just at me. Um, so I'll go with that one first because it's quick, but you can throw your sense in. I know you won't have the correct answers, but um, Rue has asked me um, my top five props of all time. Now, before I get criticized for my selections, just want to say I don't pick my prop. I pick my props on who I like, not on if they're like the best in the world or not. Um, it's very warrior skewed too. But number one is still um, my boy Paliasina, um, my favorite player of all time. Um, Mark Tukey I picked as well. Um, similar reasons. I love the guy. Um, Fui Fui Moi Moi um, was another player I really loved. We kind of got a theme with their running styles with some of these guys. Um, Petro, seven cents a liter, um, old Petro. Um, he's in there. I think he's one of the best props in my generation of being able to watch. Um, and then last was Steve Price for the same reasons. Um, Steve Price, I just love the bits too. There's so many. I could have put 20 or 30 down, um, probably all Warriors players, but um, those are my five. Do you have any? Do you props? want me to know? I won't say they're the best of all time, but I'll say they're five that I enjoyed watching. There you go. Yeah. Price. Price is a, is a must for me. Uh, love, love the man. Um, I'm going to show my, my age and my era here by saying Paul the Chief Harrigan, uh, Mark Carroll. I also like Seven Cents a Leader and uh, Mark O'Mealy, the ogre. Loved yep. watching him play. So I had a few others. Like Harrigan was close, um, Wayman, um, just due to the fact that we looked alike um, back when he was playing. Um, and, yeah, there was a few others, but, yeah, great there. Um, next one was also from Rue. For both of us, best game you've ever been to live? I think we're probably going to have the same answer here. Probably. What was yours? Um, hold up. Millie just asked that. What's your thoughts on Shane Webke? Webke just missed out on my list. It was between him and Price, and I went with Warriors. Yeah, um, yeah Webke was, you know, the standard as a front rower for years. Yeah. So I um, loved him to bits. My favorite game, I had two, but the main one is the blackout match. Yeah. Um, Warriors versus Roosters at Mount Smart Finals. Um, we obviously were there. Um, Ruben Wiki, um, you know, his big barn swimming run. Um, that, but I also had the uh, Tonga England semi final at the World Cup at Mount Smart as well. Um, didn't didn't be- have a, I didn't have a horse in the race, but just the atmosphere um, being, you know, filled to the brim with um, Tongan fans. Uh, I've never been. Closest I've been to it is in America going to a New York Giants game where mm. there was like 100,000 people. There wasn't anywhere near that many at Mount Smart, but it felt the same. Um, it was crazy. But, yeah, blackout match was the same. You know, yeah. everyone. I, yeah, that was, was my crazy. answer as well. That was my answer. I knew we'd have the same one there. Um, no honorable mention for the return game last year for you? No. No. <laughs> it was too emotional. Um, okay, there was too many emotions to really take it in. Um, last one from Rue before we get into hammers. Um, bit nerdy, um, so we might lose a few people here, but it fits right in with me. Um, if you could get Doctor Strange to open a portal and bring back any warrior from any time, who would it be? It's easy for me again, it's Paliasina. Um, like I said, he's my favorite. We all we're talking about at the moment with the warriors is they kind of it feels like they're missing a prop, so but a boom, we bring Paliasina in. Um, and it's done. What about you? If you could have any warrior from any time period, back. okay. So the obvious answer is Stacy Jones. So I'm I'm going to steer steer away from the obvious answer. Um, 
primarily Lauatiti on the left edge. Yep. Um, yep. Because we need another second rower, Richie, you know. But, yeah, but he was special, yeah. man. He was special. He was, he he was, was special. the original, the original offloader before Sunny Bill. Yeah. And yeah, Millie replied saying, yeah, the number one game for her was that blackout um, as well. The reception the Roosters got. Yeah, it was great. Um, now we're on to Hammer's questions. He, he he tried to make us think a bit more. Um, his first one was, who of our new recruits this season do you think will have the biggest impact? Um, what well, you go first on this one? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. Because um, it could potentially be someone like Metcalf if he was going to get a lot of minutes. But can you see him actually getting a lot of minutes? I'm not so sure. So uh, first episode of 2023, and you're already sitting on the fence. It's it's some, it's good. Some, some Marty Martin potentially chance coming back. I'll I'll put my put my neck out there and say chance um, yep. coming back to to where he belongs. Uh, could also yeah. be could also be Dylan Walker off the bench as a 14. But yep. I'll say so chance. So you're I'm, picking I'm, every recruit. I am. <laughs> we'll play it safe. Um, so yeah, you uh, as normal, you picked the wrong answer, but um, I'm going with Mitch Barnett. Um, you know, I feel he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna have a Kevin Campion type. Um, oh, what's the right word to say? I feel like he's gonna like give the team a bit more of an edge. You know, like Campion did. They kind of got so. a bit tougher with their. That's my mentality. He's a bit of a thug, which. Um, should give me plenty to talk about this year. Um, thank goodness. But yeah, I've gone with Mitch Barnett. I just think, um, you know, all the rest, like you said, it could be any of them, but I think he will give them a hard edge, um, which they're going to need, um, especially with Jazz injured at the moment too. Yep. Um, next one, um, Hammer is a bit of a long one. He said, speaking of recruits, aside from Steve Price, Ruben Wiki, Michael Luck, Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Tohu Harris, who are the five best recruits the Warriors have had? I'll take this one first while you think if you want, because I've already written my yep. list. All right. So they are no order. It's a bit hard because you took a lot of them out, but I've got yeah. Kevin Campion. Yeah. Um, James Maloney. Yeah. Uh, Brent Webb. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fien. And Ryan Hoffman. Oh, okay. We were okay. I would I definitely. Say, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say Maloney Campion. Um, I did. Who else did you say? Did you say Paul um, No, I put Webb, Fiend, and Hoffman. Ah, it was Webb. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely say Maloney, Campion, and Webb. I think Webb for for a guy that was probably unknown before coming here, and then we we turned him into a Kiwi. He became a Kiwi. Yeah, exactly. Um, how good. Uh, <laughs> then I'd, I I want to. I'm surprised you didn't say Villasanti because he's a prop. But I I love Villasanti um, as an as a recruit, you know, coming over, I think he was, was he our first player? On, he may not have been the first warrior to play state of origin. Um, um, while, he was was, the, while he was in our squad. I think he was the first was warrior to make the kangaroos. Kangaroos from, was it? Yeah. From the warriors, not one that had already played for kangaroos before coming here. Mm. He was the first Australian to represent um, Australia after being with the club. And speaking um, of speaking of thugs, he would just whack people. Um, yeah, loved it. So yeah, Villasanti, Webb McKinnon, Wade McKinnon, love Wade McKinnon. Yeah, Camp, he was Campion close. And Maloney. Yeah, Campion and Maloney. Yeah. And then um, the last one, 
Um, it's a bit of a, a cheap plug for him, I, I guess. But he said, aside from your own, what is your favorite other webcast slash podcast to listen to and why is it Ruin Hammer? Um, so, yeah. why I Do you even listen to Ruin Hammer unless we're on it? Or, or what, what do you do? No, I, I do. I'm... I'm not even. You're really probably probably not even on, on right. You, 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 you kind of uh, you're kind of there and then. You don't actually have to go yeah. listen to it if you're on it. Well, yeah, I think I, just... I think they're probably on their their show right now, so they're probably not listening. So I'm not smooching them, smooching their their asses. <laughs> but um, they kind I of watch the replay. They did. Say. Yeah, I do enjoy Ruin Hammer, but I also also bloke in a bar and rugby league guru. I feel like we've answered this. Um, last we have. Season, maybe I think. Yeah, I think... Rugby League Guru, Bloke in a Bar. Um, there's also a bunch of other non-rugby league ones. I, I Paul, I, I like you, the the driving mall. There you go. I'll plug you as well. I, I really like your one. Um, and oh, and I love your show too. I I don't listen to any of Paul's shows unless I'm in them. <laughs> and um, what a lad! What a lad is another union one I want. Uh, I listen to um, by James Marshall. But yeah, I could go on. I'm a yeah. I, I love podcasts. Yeah, I think you get that thing on Spotify where it tells you your like stats for the year. I think it said last year I listened to five songs and I listened to like 300 hours or something of podcasts. It's yeah. all I do. Um, but yeah, sport ones, it's, you know, Ruin Hammer, Hold the Ball, This Warrior's Life, Warriors Anonymous, Warriors Fanatics, getting all the Warriors ones out of the way, um, mm. Bloke in a Bar um, as well. Um guru but they kind of merged together now anyway they are, yeah um yeah non-sport i listen to everything um yeah fiona said this warrior's life yeah this warrior's life i feel like is the only warriors podcast i haven't been on um if you guys are listening well uh, <laughs> i'm trying to get on everyone but um yeah off i i listen to all sorts um movie podcasts and everything like that as well true crime everything um if there's if there's media i'm gonna listen mm. um and yeah, oh yeah, Simon said, um, yeah, the Canberra Raiders pod. I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh, Blake and the Pork. Um, but yeah, there's so many good podcasts out there for, for rugby yeah. league. I don't try to listen to a lot of them before our show. Um, I try to do it after our show so I don't just steal someone else's, you know, thoughts on a game. Um, so I listen to a lot of them like on a Thursday, Friday when the game's, you know, long gone. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good talent out there. Um, it's great to see. Um, it would go on for hours about you know how the media world's changing with you know sport in general. But yeah, that was all we had for questions. Were there any others, Paul? Before um, before we go, no. But that's where um, there you go and the league freak league freak um, there from Simon. There's a couple of other podcasts there. So uh, no. So I guess you can stop previewing. Or um, yeah, your yeah. Uh, twenty minutes you've got left. <laughs> oh, we're not going to do predictions on this one anyway because they don't really matter. But yeah, the like the trials we've got Knights versus Eels, Roosters versus Sea Eagles on Friday. Um, then we've got a, a big day on Saturday. We've got the Dragons, Rabbitohs, and the Charity Shield, Panthers, Saint Helens, and the World Club Challenge, and then Broncos, Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we've got Warriors, Storm, Tigers, Raiders, Bulldogs, Sharks, and Dolphins, Titans. Um, quite a few interesting games in there, Richie. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've probably got the Warriors, Storm earmarked in. Yep. Um, right, for me, it's the Warriors, Storm, because I'm a Warriors fan. Um, Charity Shield's always a good watch. 
um, and the World Club Challenge is always going to be interesting too. So those are the the three I'm going to definitely be watching all of, um, and I'll I'll do my best to watch any all of them anyway. But um, yeah, it should be a good week, and we're one week closer to um, the season starting, which is good. Yeah, can't wait. So yeah, cheers for that, Paul. Um, so yeah, next week we um, get rid of all the celebrations of being um, 100 episodes old. But we're going to do our annual prediction show, um, selecting things such as our top eight, our minor premiers, wooden spooners, and many more. Um, we'll use just the same list we did last year, Richie. I'll resend it to you so you remember. Um, and yeah, and then we'll also be going over those last trial matches. And um, it should be a good night. And hopefully, I actually get a prediction right this year. Um, and also, you'll bring people up to speed with the opening round of Super League, obviously. Yes. Um, that's, uh, that's kicking off. But um, it wouldn't really be a 100th show without a, um, a question for you guys. Favourite memory, Brad, uh, of, uh, of of doing 100 shows? Because I think you'd be on pretty – might have missed one or two initially, but I think you'd be on, on pretty much I've all been on that. every show, thank you very much. Everyone? I, I, didn't do any, I didn't do any with, um, with Sanjay on my own? No, I no, was always that. here. Always there's um, 100 shows you've been on. Which Any, any, favorite, any, any good memories? Um, nah. You know <laughs> – um, it's a, no, there's been so many, um, you know, there was just, you know, starting out, um, with Sanjay and never speaking to a camera, um, doing all my league stuff, just writing and keeping myself, um, where I can make sure I write the right thing and not just say silly things like I do all the time on the show. Um, um, that, uh, interviewing Cameron George, you know, back when, there was that period of time where it was just me with you in the background. Um, that was probably a, a interesting moment doing all those episodes, just me talking to a camera um, with you jumping in to help me out. Um, it, before is, it, got... is, it is talking on your own. I agree. It's uh, yeah. not someone else. Um, and also, you know, it helped through that time having Simon always giving input. Um, so it felt like I just wasn't talking to myself in a room. Um <laughs> But yeah, so many memories. Um, getting guys like the Real Hammer Boys, the relationship we've got with them, um, getting them to jump on. I think they were on. I think the first time they came on with us was the fiftieth. Yeah, I believe so. If I can recall, um, things like that. But yeah, and just, just all the all the fun we get to have. It um makes me be a bit more social, especially during COVID when, you know, there was a lot of time you didn't get to talk to people. So. The Wednesday night talking to you two and everyone that watches was pretty much the only time most people got to talk. I got to leave the house every day and go to work, but I don't really talk to a lot of people at work anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and um, most of the people I know don't like rugby league, so it's always great getting on here to talk about the Warriors and rugby league since Richard abandoned me and went to the other side of the island. <laughs> so, Richard, I think this is, what, this, is uh, I think this is your third season you're kicking off now. Any, any yeah. sort of moments that have... Uh... That, that, that's yeah. stuck in your mind every time we discuss uh the judiciary and and <laughs> high tackles and and seeing seeing brad's reaction and what was the birth of the um thug life yeah exactly uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there'll be many more of those this year i'm there'll sure be many more i'm sure there will be <laughs> absolutely cool cool well um yeah Thank you, everyone, for joining us um, tonight. No, we went a bit longer than normal. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for being with us for, for 100 is episodes. It, 
so, it's, a, it's, it's almost an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half. It's longer than you. It's longer than I tell you to aim for, which is an hour. But it's not. Yeah. Longer, it's not that much longer than normal. We we usually go an hour fifteen. We're going like an extra ten. Um, but yeah, I, I um, feel like this is normal. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe with an extra team now. You never know, Paul. You might have to be in for long ones. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, and looking forward to seeing what happens this year. Hopefully, we'll probably fingers crossed we're a more positive hosts. Um, if the Warriors do a bit better, we'll kind of the lowest of all low last year for a long period of time, and it was yeah. a struggle talking about the games, but um yeah, thanks for sticking it out with us and um, see you next week on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Good night, everyone. Thanks for A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.